Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Um, I want to uh, speak on a verse that um, Cheryl read out this morning, uh, Isaiah chapter 9. And verse 6, it says this, it says, um, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts, will perform this. You know, um, recently I was looking um, back over some old photographs. Um, uh, we've made a plan. We've got a, in a, we've got a sideboard. Cheryl doesn't like books on display, um, like bookcases. You know how people, I would like a library, uh, but I'm not allowed one because they're <laughs> ugly. And uh, Cheryl hates bookcases because they're ugly and kind of messy, and uh, which... I, I kind of get that's probably fair enough. They are a little untidy, aren't they? They're kind of... But at the same time, I, I like the idea. So we've got all our books stuffed in a sideboard uh, with the doors shut, but you can't get to them. Not only that, we've read them all. And I'm not one for reading books twice, apart from study books, and uh, which all study books are now on the internet anyway. So, uh, so we don't really read those ones either. Um, so, but all the other books we have um, that are in the sideboard, and we were making this sort of discussion, why don't we just take all the books out, get rid of the ones that we're never going to read again, uh, and then we can fill the sideboard with photographs that we have dating back for the last 30 years, which are now sitting in a cupboard in a box that we can't ever look at because it's back underneath everything else. How many, how many of you have got photographs tucked away somewhere you can't see? Because no, and uh, so we're talking about um, getting them into uh, photograph albums, and I started looking up albums, the cost of albums, like twenty quid for an album. I'm like, I'm not paying that. I've got to find another way. There's definitely a way of doing it without spending twenty quid every album. And uh, so we were going through. And while I'm going through these old photographs, I come across um, some photographs of a holiday that we went to Disneyland in 19. 19- 99. John O would remember this because John O was there. And uh, I went on holiday. Um, my, my, brother, um, my brother had booked a holiday in, in Florida. And he had uh, he'd booked this house um, and, uh, for the family. And I'm chatting away to him going, oh, that would be nice. And he just says, why don't you come too? Uh, it's already, the house is already paid for. Uh, so you can just come. It's like it's big enough. And uh, which, you know, I'm thinking to myself, never look a gift horse in the mouth, right? And even if it comes at a cost, I mean, the cost was we had to buy our own tickets to get over there. But once you're there, you're there. So, uh, so the, the main cost, etc., is already covered. So, so we, got, uh, we, we had this holiday in, in um, Florida and um, we, had, we just had this wonderful time with, with our family and uh, my brother and his family. And, uh, we, just, and we went around. So we did uh, Disneyland um, and uh, we did the Magic Kingdom. 
and we did uh, the water parks. The water parks are my favourite parts of Disney. Uh, the Magic Kingdom. I know Adam. I can talk about this now because Adam's gone home, uh, and Adam is actually doing a. Uh, he's he's doing his whole sort of thesis on on how Jesus is in. I don't know Alice in Wonderland or something. I don't know where it is. Or it's, it's not. I hope it's not actually. What is it? Snow White. Okay. I think Alice in Wonderland isn't Jesus, isn't it? So I think that's got other ramifications, hasn't it? So. And uh, but but uh, we had this holiday in in Disneyland, and I remember this one night. Um, I got up in the night, and I was just so unsettled. And I got up, and I'm wandering around in the house, and I'm, and my brother was the same. And I said, "You're right, Mike." And he said, "No, you." And I went, "No." And you know what it was? It was the fact that we'd done Disneyland for about two or three days, and we'd gone round all the parks, and the music was still playing in our head <laughs> at three in the morning. We couldn't switch it off. And, and it was, there was just this horrible tune that's going on and on. And everywhere you go in Disneyland, it's a, everybody's kind of like smiling and, and, and every, everything is perfect and, and, and sort of wonderful and not real. And, and it's the lack of reality that in the end it eats away at you and it kind of it unsettles you. It's like, because it's not a real world, but you're physically experiencing it. It's all right watching a movie that's a fantasy, right? It's all right watching those movies because you switch it off. But when you go to Disneyland, you can't. It gets inside of you and it makes you feel, I don't know, demonic. You know? <laughs> In the end, I wanted to sort of, I don't know, break something in Disney. I wanted to go in and push something over like, like the rubbish bin and, uh, and just push it over. Oh, look at that. Terrible. Look at That's not right. <laughs> it's amazing how in Disney World, everything has, it, they have this perfection, but it's, it's a fantasy. Yeah. It's, it's a lack of reality. And the thing that I've noticed about the difference between Disney World and the kingdom of God is that the kingdom of God is grounded firmly on your reality. It's on the reality of your circumstance. And here's the thing about Isaiah chapter 9. is Isaiah um, chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 declares the coming of Jesus Christ. And it's a prophetic verse which describes who he is but it's not just saying he's the prince of peace it's talking about the government that he is going to reign in and also the values of that government so we see here it says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and prince of peace So we have this understanding that the government, which will know no end, has these core values of governance. That Christ will govern as a wonderful counsellor, as a mighty God, everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. That God will govern over our lives with these values. This is... What he will bring as a government king, as a prince, 
as the one who reigns over us. These are the personalities he will reign over us with. This is why the names are specific. They're unique. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. These are the values of the government. But the problem with fantasy is you can't govern it. You can't govern the imagination of your own mind. And here's the thing that I think a lot of us deal with and we struggle with is that what we struggle with is this, is the things, the feelings we have in our heart and our mind um, is that we're often looking for things that aren't quite real. And when you're looking for something that isn't quite real, what you end up doing is struggling to find or recognize when God is actually moving in your life. You can't see it. You can't tell the difference between what Christ is doing and what you're, you're hoping you might get. A lot of people are just, oh, I just want peace. But what they're, what they're saying is they want this sort of imaginary place that's just everything, like angels are singing, that they want the Disney World peace. But Disney World isn't real. It's, um, it's, it's a facade, in fact, because behind the scenes that the public don't see is the mechanics of making it work. And, it, and it's not real. And behind the scenes, they're not smiling. <laughs> they only smile on, on command. <laughs> they're there to be, oh, we're all so happy, but... People aren't really like that all the time. I mean, my experience of of people is that even in a happy church, everyone has their moment. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Everyone has their moment. And so what people are looking for is they're looking for a peace, but not understanding that for the king and for the prince of peace to to reign in your life, you've got to understand that what you need is a government. You need his government to reign over you so that peace may work through you. He is the prince of peace. Of his government, there will be no end. So we're not just talking about the prince of peace turning up and giving you a prince of peace birthday party. (laughs) It's not like he just comes in and goes, and everything is nice. It's The prince of peace of his government. Well, the moment you mention the word government, it sounds a bit official. It sounds a bit kind of, well, government has legal structures. Government has responsibility. Government has accountability. See, the governance of your life life determines how the values of God's reign over you works through you. So we see here, let me read this to you in, in, um, in 1 Corinthians 15. It says, then comes the end. This is 1 Corinthians 15 verse 24. 1 Corinthians 15, 24, Paul is writing to the church and he's, and he's talking about the end of days. And it says, 1 Corinthians 15, it says, then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and authority and power, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. 
The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it's evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him that God may be all in all. You see, the, the, the dispensation we live in or the time that we live in is a dispensation of Christ putting all things under his feet. In other words, this is the reign of his government that is increasing and increasing as he is taking authority over all things. The Bible says that the last thing he takes authority over completely or brings it under because he has authority over all things. But the things in which he places under his feet, the last thing is death. Then will be the end. Are you with me here? So he, we are living in a dispensation where Christ is coming and saying, all things in your life belong to me. All things are under my feet. But you've got to make sure that what is in your life has got to be under his feet. It's called government. The government of your life. I, um, I think that Christians are, for the most part, like people who know about healthy eating. How many, I reckon everyone in this room knows about healthy eating. We've become experts, haven't we, Jamie? We've become experts in... in uh, I'm saying Jamie because he's a doctor. We, uh, <laughs> but we are, we are all experts in, in healthy eating. And uh, I'm an expert. I want you to know that. Need advice? Come and see me. And uh, what you hear, well, uh, I can charge you, in fact. And uh, what I, I can give you, but of course what you will get is actually my opinion. Um, now, healthy eating is one of those things that we all know because we got to eat five vegetables or fruit of your choice and uh, for you to live a long life. And uh, we know that healthy eating is, is a thing that we should do. But what happens is this, that, that we don't, for the most part, eat quite as healthy as we feel like we should most of the year. Who's with me here? Yeah. Yeah. We all know it's true, don't we? We don't quite eat as healthy as we feel like we should. So, once or twice a year, most of us will go, you know what, probably just before the summer, when you feel like there might be a chance you're going to wear slightly less clothes. Therefore, you want to feel a little better about yourself. So you go in. I, I always say to Cheryl, Cheryl goes, you can't be eating now. I'm going, it's all right, sweetheart. It's December. This is my winter body. <laughs> I know I have a winter body. And then in about April, May time, I will be going, oh, summer body. <laughs> got to, I got, I got, so I'll go on to the, the, the food. I reckon most Christians' prayer life and Bible study life is like our healthy eating plan. It just comes and goes and the rest of the time, we, and, and when we're doing the diet, we feel amazing. There was a time when I was drinking two to three litres of water a day. And Miriam said, you look amazing. I said, thank you. I feel amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. I was drinking lots of water. Do you know what? I stopped. <laughs> you know why? Do you know how hard it is to drink three litres of water a day? 
I felt amazing. But you know what? The governance of drinking all that water over your, in, in your life all that time is so hard. You can't keep it up. And so it's like, you know what? I'd rather look shriveled. <laughs> Blow the water. I'll go for the crow's feet around the eyes and the wrinkles. I'll just, I'll just live with that because I don't think I can keep it up. And that's the problem with the diet. And you know what? We do our prayer life like that for a while. Oh, I'm just praying. I'm getting up at five o'clock every morning and I'm going to pray. We do it for about a week and then we get to, get to the Saturday and we go, I don't think Jesus wants me up early on a Saturday. <laughs> I mean, surely even he has a day off. I mean... <laughs> And so we begin this whole process of, of just beginning to just put a little compromise around the values of how we govern our own lives. Our prayer life is God give me peace. But God comes to us and he says, I want everything under my feet. So we have to learn how... To bring everything under his feet. If we're coming to God and we're going, God, I need peace in my family. And yet our finances have no integrity with them. It's called governance, right? Just governance. If you you don't have integrity over your finances, but you're asking God, you're asking God for something completely different. You're thinking the two don't equate. Well, it all equates because all things belong under his feet. It's called government. And in government, there's no, the, 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 there's no compromise. On the uh, radio at the moment, they're running this uh, drink drive ads from the police. And it's, it's quite threatening. It's like just a glass of wine, a pint of beer. A nipple whiskey. That's how they do it with their Scottish. A nipple whiskey. You think it's all right? (laughs) (laughs) But then it goes on. It says, but it's less than that. (laughs) It's a dreadful accent, I know. Right? It's the only one I can do. So, (laughs) it's less than that. This is what it is. It makes you a criminal. (laughs) Oh my word. Put all that bottle of, put that bottle of wine in the bin now. We'll have no criminals in this house. And it's this, this whole thing, you see. And what happens is if you're just over the limit, if you're just over the limit, you are a criminal. There's no compromise. It's, that's government. When we come to Christ, we want peace. Peace comes with his government. Now, fortunately, we have a different kind of government with a different kind of judgment system. Christ will never make you a criminal. He'll always make you a son. Regardless of how much you fail, he will always bring you back to sonship rather than rejection. See, the government of this world only knows how to reject 
the nation, doesn't know how to restore the nation. You'll, you'll find actually one of the social problems is everyone is about rejecting the bad people and no one's doing anything to restore the bad people. And so that's why it's a broken nation, because it's all about rejection, not restoration. But Christ has come. Christ has come. It's all right. Bringing all things under his feet. (laughs) Christ has come to this place and he's brought us into a position where we need to understand his restoration. We need to understand that he is restoring us into a place where we understand his government over our lives. I was uh, helping a neighbour recently uh, move some straw bales. They're building a house of bales, straw bales, and um, no one tell them the nursery rhyme. Don't... (laughs) but they're building a house with straw bales and um, as insulation. And I was helping them move them. While I was helping them, I was chatting away to the farmer that was delivering the bales. And, and he points at my dog and he goes, oh, Chocolate Lab, Chocolate Labs are bonkers. They're just crazy. Why is, why is your dog, your dog's not bonkers? Because ch- apparently Chocolate Labs are more badly behaved than the other kind of Labrador. Now, I've had Labradors before, never had a chocolate one before, and they, they're pretty greedy. They can, be, they can be, but you know what? A dog's a dog, right? It doesn't matter what the dog is. If you don't govern the dog, the dog will govern you. Yeah. People go, oh, it's the dog's not the dog, it's you. You didn't govern the dog. <laughs> if you've got a crazy dog, it's your fault. You can't blame the dog. The dog doesn't have enough intelligence to be able to take responsibility for its own life. Crazy dog. <laughs> it's right. It's government, isn't it? It's government. And so, you know, and there is always a point in our lives of kind of what... Now, some dogs are more crazy than others. And, and you know, if you pick a crazy dog, then... Well, good on you. <laughs> Owen and Kate have got a spaniel. Spaniels are downright like loopy. Like someone put like a hot metal rod through all spaniels' brains. And, and like they are just loopy. And Owen and Kate uh, up in Inverness have got a spaniel. Let me tell you something. That spaniel will not go from the kitchen into the rest of the house. There's an imaginary line in that dog's line. And you know what? It will not cross that line. You know why? Because if it does cross the line, they beat the dog. <laughs> well, I think that's what they do. They must do because that dog will not cross that line. It just won't cross it. Why is that? That's called governance. Just governing the dog. Let me tell you something about our lives. Christ came to bring peace, right? But if you don't govern your life, your life will govern you. And for you to know peace, you have to know governance. And governance is not just about the feeling of peace. It is about the lining up all of the values of your life. It's lining up all of the values and bringing them into a place where all of the things which are critically important are lined up and just going, God, I thank you. God, I give this to you. 
Do you know what? There are some areas of your life that we really... How many of you know there are just some areas in your life we just struggle, don't we? Yeah. We just struggle. We just... Just bring it back to him. Lay it under, lay it under your feet. Lay it under the feet of Christ. Now let me read to you this scripture. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians is probably my favourite chapter uh, book in the Bible. That's the, uh, that's the carol service in preparation. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 says this, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. What did he, where did he put all, all authority? To the church. From the head to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is, this is what we've got to understand. We're his church, right? Yeah. We are the fullness of Christ. Yeah. We are the fullness of Christ. We are the fullness of Christ. The most extraordinary revelation, the truth that the Bible says that we are his body. He is the head, we are the body. This is the head, this is my winter body. <laughs> it's, it's marvellous, it keeps me warm. And uh, perhaps not warm enough, I'm going to be working on that over Christmas. <laughs> and uh, this is my head, this is my body. Christ is the head, we are the body. My head very rarely gets separated from my body. <laughs> when it does, I die. <laughs> my head and my body normally go the same place at the same time. Sometimes they don't. When they don't, it hurts. <laughs> body. Head? Oh, I gotta get it. <laughs> Remember the song. <laughs> right. <laughs> knees and toes, knees and toes. Right. <laughs> head and shoulders. Right. So, Christ is the head. We are the body. There is no separation between head and body. Otherwise, it's dead. The church isn't dead, the church is alive. He is the head, the authority, the one who gives authority, the one who speaks life and truth. We, the church, those who believe in Christ, who are subject to him, who yield all things, we are his body. If I am the body of Christ, then suddenly I've got a responsibility to govern my life that it may reflect the body of Christ and not just the bits of Christ that I choose to live with and those bits I choose not to. We live in a culture today 
where people feel they can choose bits of God. I like this, I don't like that. I think we need to come back to just yielding to him. Yield your life. Yield with integrity. Yield. Yield. And the governance of Christ will bring his peace over everything. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.